Hey y'all, it's Rachel from Smarter Teaching, here to share a latte and give you all the tools you'll need to work smarter, not harder, in your classroom. Hi teachers, um, I am today going to talk about state, well, federally mandated standardized testing and why I believe they should be canceled this year. Um, I recently wrote a blog post about this and I've seen several teachers on Instagram bringing this issue a lot of attention. Um, I don't know how much time you spend on teacher Instagram, Instagram in general, specifically teacher Instagram, um, but in case it's not a lot, I want to tell you some things that I've noticed lately. Um, I have noticed in this pandemic year that really teachers have um, so seamlessly turned to into activists and turned to activism and maybe it wasn't seamless um, and I know that there have been people who were doing this before the pandemic but I just think the pressure of this situation on teachers has led to more teachers starting to actively point out and call attention to all of the pieces of our school and education system that aren't broken or that I'm sorry <laughs> that aren't working or are broken <laughs> um and I just it makes me feel so happy and proud to see teachers advocating for better teaching for better schooling for children for better education and um the other day when I think Monday or Tuesday of this week when um, the AP, I think it was an AP news alert that came to my phone or maybe writers um, saying that Dr. Seuss's estate was going to stop publishing six of his like most offensive books. I immediately thought to myself, oh, teachers did that. Teachers did this. I feel like teachers are, have been just saying and calling attention to things like I said that aren't working or that are broken and this to me was just like a small scale of that but I have felt so happy and so proud every time I open Instagram and I see teachers saying you know we need to be vaccinated we need better resources we need more safety measures we need more money to be going towards schools because all of these things are true and they've been true for a really long time and I think it's um the pandemic is really exposing all of these problems that teachers have been screaming out about forever and no one really cared before because it's always been easy to brush off teachers because teachers will always get it done and so it's easy when everything is working air quotes um to just turn back and say oh teachers will figure it out because we always have and so I just feel so happy every time I see teachers saying like yeah we are getting it done but think about how much better it would be for everybody if these other things were also happening so I'm going to tell you that um right up front I am going to try not to scream too much, but standardized testing is something that I've never really been a fan of, and I'm especially not a fan of it now. So um, I apologize if your volume cannot, your volume dial button, whatever, uh, cannot control for my emotions today. I'm going to try and keep it even and cool, but I can't promise anything.
I want to start by telling you, I appreciate in a vacuum, in a theoretical sense, the point of standardized testing. You teach everyone the same content and then you give them the same test. And objectively, it measures what people know or what they have learned. I'm here for this in a theoretical way. However, practically, it is absolute nonsense because not only does not every state teach the same content to their to children, to students, it also cannot, does not, and cannot account for so many other factors that affect performance on this test. It doesn't account for family situations. It doesn't account for your teacher's level of experience, for their depth of knowledge, um, for how comfortable or uncomfortable kids are in a classroom. Uh, It doesn't account for kids who can't eat breakfast before the test. Um, There's just so many ways in which nothing about this is standardized. Giving the same test, just giving the same test to children does not mean they are taking a standardized test, if that makes sense. Merely giving them the same test if everyone is having a different experience is stupid. It doesn't measure what you want it to measure because there's too many there's too many things you can't control. Um, it's nonsense. It's practically nonsense. There's no benefit to standardized testing. Um, this morning, I... Um, Sometimes moonlight as a substitute teacher in our local um, elementary school. And today I was there working and I was um, covering for a special education teacher. So I was moving through several different classrooms. And one of the first, cl- the first classroom I was in this morning, they were going over, um, I guess, for homework. They had had some pages from a park preparation a park assessment preparation workbook um and I just and also at the same time well not at the same time so they were going over this homework this standardized test homework and then I guess maybe they were also getting ready oh for an interim assessment so not obviously the standardized test but like essentially basically just a different standardized test um the interim assessments in this school are also standardized in the sense that each grade level across all um classes takes the same test but these tests are also timed and so just the whole time I was sitting in this classroom I really had like sort of an existential meltdown because I was thinking to myself the whole time I was like what is even the point of all of this we're taking all of this time like these kids are doing these uh assessment workbook pages at home we're taking time out of our school day to kind of review and grade them plus these kids are getting ready to take a a timed interim test and I just as I was sitting there next to this kid I was just ha- like I said having this existential meltdown I'm like what is even the point of all this testing why are we giving these children time tests I just it all took me back to when I was um I also blame this uh meltdown this existential meltdown jointly on my mentor teacher from when I was a student teacher and also teaching is intellectual 
as a side note, guys, if you do not on Instagram follow teaching is intellectual, all one word at teaching is intellectual, um, you're really making a mistake. I, every time they post something, it's two teachers in Southeastern Ohio. One of them is a professor at Ohio University. And I'm really embarrassed that I super love them and don't know what the other teacher does. Don't come for me. Okay. Um, but they just post all of these things and every single time I'm like, whoa, ah, I didn't know that. Like I just constantly feel challenged by their content as an educator in a really positive, like in a good way. Like I I just always, I'm like, oh, I wonder why I feel compelled to do that. Or I wonder why we're doing this when it's not really the only way. Anyway, if you don't follow them, you should. And they were responsible for this meltdown I was having. I was just sitting in this classroom, listening to them talk about these uh, the park assessment and these time tests that they have coming up. And I was just thinking, what is even the point of all of this? Why are we doing this? What is the point of uh, taking a test and only giving children 60 minutes to finish it? Like I just, the reason my student mentor teacher, my mentor teacher was responsible for this also is because when she, when I was student teaching, when she was my mentor teacher, um, she used to always say, uh, what, how will this serve them in life? Meaning like, how is this thing, this idea, this whatever, this thing that I'm doing in school, how will it help serve children in their life? Like outside of school, either immediately or in the future. And so as I was saying in this fifth grade classroom this morning, I was just having this meltdown. I'm like, why are we doing this? What is the point? Who is it helping? And if it's not, what, I was thinking back, who is, who is it helping? And I'm thinking in my whole career of school, in elementary school, middle school, high school, college, grad school, like, and professionally, since I've been working as an adult, when, I mean, what, yes, sometimes you do have a deadline. Yes. Sometimes you do need to work quickly. I mean, I'm not arguing the fact that sometimes you need to have tasks accomplished in set amounts of time, right? Like sometimes you do need to meet a deadline. Sometimes you only have X amount of time to do something. I just think time tests are so arbitrary and artificial. Like why do we need to raise the stakes on children like that? Um, does it matter if they need 60 minutes or 75? Like if kids need 75 minutes, why is that such a big deal? Why does that really matter? And I do, yes, sometimes you do have things that need to be done like in a certain amount of time, right? I get that, but this, a timed test does not feel like a relevant preparation for that piece of life. And as I was sitting in this fifth grade classroom this morning, I just couldn't think of a time where outside of school like a standardized test or a timed test helped like I could not think of any situation that a timed test or a standardized test had helped me prepare for if you can think of one I am very happy to entertain that and I'd honestly love to hear about it but as I was just thinking about all of this this morning in this classroom I could not identify any positive outcome that I'd had from a standardized test or a time test. And it just, like I said, I just was sitting there thinking, oh my God, this is all so irrelevant. It's so arbitrary and it's so dangerous in the sense that I think, um, there's so many negative feelings associated with these test experiences that really, I think stick and linger with kids throughout 
school and potentially even later into their lives. Um, and I think that I'm going to loop back to this. I don't think I know I'm going to loop back to this later, but another thing about standardized tests is that they don't help children, right? There are, there are some assessment situations that do help kids, but a standardized test isn't one of them. And they also don't inform best practices for teaching and learning. Teachers do not get the results of these tests until after these children are gone from your classroom. This is not data that teachers can act upon. This is not data really that even schools can act upon. I mean, yes, sometimes like the subgroups, you can maybe like if you're noticing like problems with subgroups over years, you can maybe act on that. But even then, that's not informing the best practices of teaching and learning that and those you're not you can't pivot quickly from any data you get back from a standardized test because you don't get this data back quickly um so not only is there no point <laughs> but the tests take an insane amount of time and money just the physical tests. So just the days that are spent during like whatever school's testing week is, uh, like that week where your kids are taking math tests one day and then a reading test and then maybe another reading test and some writing component and then science and social studies. All of these tests take on average 20 to 25 hours purely to administer. So that means 20 to 25 hours just to give the physical test. It doesn't include any time that was spent at school or outside of school to prepare for the tests. Literally just 20 to 25 hours to administer tests that are not helpful and don't really serve a purpose. Um, the also, uh, I don't come for me. I forgot to write down the exact number. It is over $1 billion that schools, like that districts, schools, states are spending on these tests. Not only do you have to pay for the tests, but as I saw this morning in this fifth grade classroom, schools are buying materials to prepare their students for the tests. So you're paying for every single kid to take the test. You're also paying potentially for every single kid to have a workbook to prepare for the test. You might have to also pay like additional adults to be in your school on those testing days because a lot of um, testing companies will require a certain amount of adults to be in the room during a standardized test or they will require... Um, like some employee from their special testing company to be on site for those days of the test. So there's just like a stupid amount of money that's also involved that truly could be going towards much better um, things. I know that's a terrible word, but I just feel like schools and districts could do so much more with a billion dollars and not obviously not this is nationally the cost of the test, but I mean that money could be doing so many better things than paying for standardized tests. Um, also, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but tests, the these standardized tests, they just suck the joy out of schools and classrooms. And I know people are going to tell me about how their school has like this super fun pep rally for the test, but that's all artificial. Like why do you need to have a pep rally to take a test? I mean, why do we feel compelled to do that? Um, 
I just think these situations, like it's called high stakes testing for a reason and kids feel it, right? And I mean, I think some of these outcomes that the standardized tests have are ridiculous, but teachers and students can feel that pressure. So no one, it's not a relaxing situation. I mean, there are some states in some districts where their students can have negative outcomes from a poor test performance. It's just, you might not feel not, I'm not saying that every single kid feels anxious, but I think that no one anticipates their standardized tests. Um, and I don't think it's just not a fun experience. And I don't also to be clear, I do not think that every single piece of school has to be fun. But I just also think that if we can eliminate things that by and large make a lot of people anxious, then why wouldn't we? Also, uh, the data from, I looped on this a little earlier, Um, the outcome, the data that schools and districts districts get from standardized tests um, is used to make a lot of decisions. So um, it can be used to close schools or to put schools on um, like performance plans. It can be used to um, fire or let go of teachers. It can be used to, um, uh, like, look at how different demographics of students are performing. And um, this data, um, this, is, I, this is what I talked about on Instagram the other day. In, a, in this year where everything has been so bizarre and abnormal, no data is better than bad data um, because people will try to make decisions based on the bad data. And I realize that people are saying, no, we won't do that. Maybe it's just a skeptic in me, but I totally do not buy that for one second. I absolutely 150% believe that if people are getting data from these tests, they are going to use it to make decisions. Um, and I think that's a terrible idea. Um, in fact, I was reading, I read a couple articles to prepare for this podcast. I never read articles to prepare for my podcast. I just come and talk. But this one, I just really felt like I needed to um, do a little bit of reading and a little bit of preparation. And I read in an article on EdSource, which is a California-based group, um, someone, not someone, um, This retired educational specialist, they quoted him, and I'm going to read you this quote, and I'm going to tell you what I think about it. But he said, um, in regards to like testing students this year during the pandemic and collecting the data, he said, you need this kind of data in order to know where your students are and where they're going and where to put your resources. If you miss a whole other year of having targeted information to help you determine priorities of their own school districts and buildings, you won't have that insight, said Doug McRae, a retired educational measurement specialist who oversaw the design and development of K-12 tests widely used across the United States. I'm going to tell you what I wrote right next to this quote in all caps and bold it's malarkey 
because this is malarkey. You do not need to collect for, listen, you do not need to collect this data because it, it's not helpful and it's not useful. By the time these, by the time teachers are, and schools are receiving this data, students are not in the same grade level anymore. And teachers can collect better, more accurate data on their students' performance themselves than from this standardized test. Any standardized test, not like a specific standardized test. Um... So, uh, the Department of Education announced last week or a week and a half ago that they were not going to waive the federal um, mandate for tests. And the at the time, um, Cardona had not been approved as um, EdSec, and he has been now, obviously. So, this um, – I'm just um, – Ian Rosenblum was the acting assistant education secretary at the time that the administration said that they were going not going to waive the tests. And so um, in a letter that he sent to state education leaders, he said, quote, state assessment and accountability systems play an important role in advancing educational equity. At the same time, it is clear that the pandemic requires significant flexibility for the 2020-2021 school year so that states can respond to the unique circumstances they are facing, keep students, staff, and their families safe, and maintain their immediate focus on supporting students' social, emotional, and academic development. So, um... States this year, I mean every year, are required to administer annual tests and reading and math for students in grades three to eight and once in high school. But the U.S. Department of Education waived federal testing um, last spring because of COVID-19. And a lot of states were hoping for the same thing this year. And it just for me, it feels very disappointing, especially with the first lady as an educator to see the administration um, displaying this commitment to standardized testing when there's no evidence that they are, um, that they're fulfilling the role that they've been set out to fulfill. Um, also, this same Ian Rosenblum said that it is urgent for us to understand uh, the impact of COVID-19 on learning, which I do agree with, but I completely disagree that standardized tests are the way to measure that. And to be honest, I'm not even really sure um, how we can measure the impact of COVID on learning, um, which is probably why I'm not an educational researcher, but (laughs) I don't think that there's any like quick answer to that question is what I suppose what I'm trying to say here that I, I don't think that there's a quick way to measure the impact of COVID on learning and schooling. Um, and I, but I don't think that standardized testing is the way to do it. I will tell you in an article I read on Ed Week, 
the president of the um, NEA, the National Education Association, which uh, I believe is the country's largest um, union for teachers. But the president, Becky Pringle, encouraged states to apply for waiver, for the waivers that are being made available, um, but also said, quote, standardized tests have never been valid or reliable measures of what students know and are able to do, and they are especially unreliable now. Next to that, I wrote, yes, queen. <laughs> I just, I don't, that's truly how I feel. They're never, they've never been valid. They've never been reliable because also teachers, we know that these aren't equitable tests. These aren't um, fair tests. They don't account for differences in exposure. Um, I just think it's not even that I think. These tests have been proven to not be equitable. Um, They are not equitable. (laughs) Um, And they're not helpful. Um, We got into standardized testing as a way to um, bring America back to the top of international education. We developed these standardized tests as ways to get uh, the U.S. back to the top of international rankings of student performance which fine you want to be at the top that's it that is how it is but I just think that there's a lot of there can are a lot of potential reasons for fluctuation and in case you weren't clear on my stance towards standardized testing I don't think that standardized testing is helpful and I don't think that our commitment to standardized testing has improved has had the um, desired outcome. I think that there are a lot of negative side effects as I have shared with you but I, I don't think that the goals that the reasons that all of these tests were mandated those aren't we're not achieving those goals and so if I had been working on something for this long and had not achieved the goal with what I was doing, I personally would say to myself, what else can I do? What can I change? And I think that it's time for us federally, nationally to think about why we're bothering to spend so much time, so much money um, on these standardized tests when we're really not getting the results that they want and they're not that we wanted and that um and there's no actionable data the outcomes of these tests aren't helpful that's it guys i'm going to put my soapbox away now i'm really excited to chat books with you in two weeks if you um found this podcast helpful i would love if you would share it i would love if you would follow me um i would love if you would follow me on instagram at smarter teaching all one word all spelled the way it sounds Um, and I'll come back with something less soapboxy in April. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.